It's time to watch The Muppets, The Muppets Mayhem. You know, like, I remember Six that opened when we were in, like, middle school. for a long time. There's a book about Six Flags that I want to buy. Yeah, when did they start building roller coasters like that? I want I want that book, too. Like, like what? Like, the in crazy the 50s ones? and the, like, when did roller coasters become really popular? I don't know. I really don't know. Especially, like, Rolling Thunder and, what was the other one? Lightning Loop, which, I like, we're too young they to remember. Of, yeah, I don't remember Lightning Loop. Well, they got young. rid of the Great American Scream Machine. Yeah, that, the like, Scream the, Machine. One of the first steel roller coasters. Or yeah, that one was really cool. Is that mic okay? Yeah, I just need to hold it. Do you want to just hold it physically instead? No, I actually like this. Is it a bother song? No, it's just so weird. I get to use my two lesbian fingers. <laughs> Meg's holding them with her lesbian fingers. Hi, Meg. Hi. It's time to watch the Muppets. Oh my god, it is, and I feel like a Muppet right now. I just feel like completely Muppety out of my brain. We watched the Muppets, Muppet Mayhem, episode four, track four, the times they are a change in, airing in the U.S. on May tenth, twenty twenty three, and in the U.K. on May tenth, twenty twenty three. Written by Crystal Shaw and directed by Matt Sean. Megan. Let's just jump right into Let's the plot. Jump you ready? In, yeah. Moog wants to help record Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem's album, but Nora wants a more professional producer to do it. The Mayhem reunite with Cheech and Chong in the basement of the shack, then perform variations of Rock and Robin with different musical collaborators. That, I think, really does nail what this episode is. This episode is a revolving door of cameos and nothing more. I guess and when you have and Robin. when you're gonna do ten episodes, I guess you got to find a way to fucking fill ten episodes, right? Like this episode is filler. This episode felt really like a different show to me, almost too. It was uh-huh. like it was very like, well, I guess it's like canned. It was like a canned filler episode. Like mm-hmm. I've seen this type of filler episode in other. Yeah. Like in Glee or in like whatever. It's, okay. it's almost like in streaming, these kind of episodes don't exist. Because we know that we only have 10 episodes that we can do, you don't really have room for fat. Mm-hmm. With shows like Glee, they're doing 25 a season. So it's like there's got to be something, you know, yeah. they got to have something to do on a Wednesday night in fucking February, yeah. you know? But so here's this random they, episode. Exactly. And they, but they would, with Glee, is they would give you. A B character storyline, mm-hmm. or like show you, and I guess that's what um, Orange is the New Black ended up doing. It was just like different. Yeah. Like when the I, so when the Taylor Swift character, uh, what the what, Taylor Schilling, Taylor Schilling, yeah, uh, like she got boring, and that guy from American Pie dropped out, and yeah, they just changed like the what the show was about. Uh huh. Yeah, it it kind of stopped. It's almost like they ran out of book on that one. You know, so they were like, Ugh. so they the just started characters. really making shit up and, yeah. and yeah, like using Glee. their other characters. Exactly. That too. They ran out of like yeah. the good ideas, but we still got to make more episodes. But so. they're not doing that with this. This is different. And I believe it's because 
I've been texting you about this. Mm-hmm. I think the acting is atrocious. By the humans. By the humans. It's terrible. It's so bad. All right, so let's jump in really quick before we start talking about how bad the acting is. The acting is bad. The highlight of this episode is our cold open. Cold open, we see the mayhem driving in the bus, singing songs in the public domain. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. John Jacob, jingle bells, jingle bells, take me out to the What song do you want to sing next? Oh, like, how about the Beatles? Oh, maybe David Bowie. Hendrix! Hendrix! Yeah. Oh, fantabulous options that we can most certainly afford to sing for free right here in our van. Then uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem decide to do Stairway to Heaven and it immediately cuts to the title sequence after Ignal. I think Very that this was funny. such a solid bit to, yeah. like, acknowledge how expensive it would be if they sang a real song. Yeah. So yep. instead, we'll just sing these songs. This is fine. Mm-hmm. So the episode opens with Moog discovering the secret studio underneath the shack. Last episode ended with Moog falling through the floor. Falling through the floor. Yeah. Why did I think I didn't say normal words? No, with- falling through the floor and then also the ceiling. Yeah, the, the ceiling of the basement. <laughs> I Okay, so it's like, oh man, you'll never believe what's down here. But like, then everybody just goes down the basement stairs. So they made it seem like he had uncovered something, but mm-hmm. like he uncovered. He merely went downstairs. And he opened up. Um, I know he did merely go downstairs, but I guess that door was locked, or I guess so. Was it like Grandpa's uh, dungeon in the basement of the monsters? <laughs> or? The only way to access it, yes, yeah, from the the, floor, the, the floor in front of the stairs opening mm-hmm. up. So, Cheech and Chong, yeah, are still in the basement, presumably hey, since man, the seventies. Have you ever seen any Cheech and Chong? I only, the only thing that I know is a bit that they actually recover in this. The like they 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 do a mention to like the Dave's not here thing, you know, where the guy knocks Dave's on the door here, and he's like, "Open up, it's me, it's Dave." And he goes, "Dave's not here." I don't know why, whatever. I yeah, Cheech and Chong bits. You know where I used to hear them? Back in the 70s when I used to be in the 70s. <laughs> on serious. I used to listen to this stand-up station called Raw Dog that like I know. The face you're making at me at this station being called Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Say it in New Jersey. <sighs> in Oh, it's Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. <laughs> so I would listen to Raw Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I would listen to this station on Sirius, and they would play them, and I'd be like, ugh, God, like, they don't age well. It's very of its time. Mm-hmm. This, like, weird weed humor. Yeah. That was a time like the was Yeah, exactly. Wah! That's our yeah. That's definitely really our weird. version of yeah. that. Everybody thought that was. Funny. When I say our, I mean our the generation of which we were born. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Everybody would say that. Everyone oh would yeah. Say that this was a thing back in this time. There's like ten minutes of scary movie W-O-W. dedicated to that. W O W. Oh, is that? <laughs> Is that Whip Em Out Wednesday, Yes, Megan? it is. Is, so, that, is that Opie and Anthony? That's W-O-W. That's What's Up? Mm-hmm. What else? What else? Oh, just Baba Booey. Uh, Baba to Booey, say Baba, Baba Booey. Booey. Oh, yeah. Okay, you got me. <laughs> Baba Booey. You win. Ding, ding, ding. This episode did feature some really cool stuff. So after they uncover the studio, they turn on the lights, 
and the TV starts playing a clip from they Turn on the Lights, The Muppet turn Show, on the season five, episode ten, an episode we have not gotten to yet, yeah. but it's cool to see this in advance, where they play Rock and Robin. That is cool, and a spoiler for us. Yeah, right. Don't spoil episodes we haven't gotten to yet. We're watching them all, and I do miss them. I have to be honest with you. I kind of do too. I like this little reprieve. Me too. You know, where we're talking about the new and fresh Muppets, but I feel like maybe we should almost alternate it. Mm. No, I like. I like (laughs) that we're like we're going. We put on the full record scratch. Full record scratch. Because guess what. There's some mayhem going on. There's, yeah. And we're getting caught up in it. So another cool thing that I really liked about this, like, early parts of this episode, it was after Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Chong want money for, like, the payphone, a payphone or something, whatever. Zoot, fl- they ask Zoot for a dime for the payphone. He holds out his palm and he has a dime in his palm and the dime floats in his hand. Zoot is fully made of magic and I think most of the mayhem are. Also, well, made I of almost magic. feel like Zoot's an imaginary friend or something at this point. Like he's there, but like he's like on some trippy shit. It's this is like the sixth sense where you realize at the end that he's oh, the ghost. Fuck yeah! Spoiler: That's the end. Night I can't believe you had spoiled the end of the sixth sense from 1999 right now, Megan. It's horrible. Is that a pre-01 movie? Pre-9/11? It sure is. It predates 9/11. Mm-hmm. So this episode also features then, a, like we said, a revolving door of cameos. Kesha, designer Ziggy Marley, and Dead Mouse. L- Lips and Janice is able to book Dead them. Mouth. Dead Mouse. Janice Dead Mouth. You talking about the inner Janice as a Dead Mouth. Dead Mouse. I dead can't, Mouse. Why can't I pronounce it? You have your retainer in. I don't know like, <laughs> the way you're like Dead Mouth. <laughs> it's like um, in Josie the Pussycats when Parker Posey is like, oh, hang on, and she's like adjust her fake teeth, and she's oh. like, oh, the new song, the new single. We don't deserve Parker Posey. I love her. <laughs> so Kesha tells them that when she performs Rock and Robin with them, that. Uh, the story of the Rock and Robin is sad, so she yeah. performs it in this like dirgy, like sad way. Did you see her suit? It had like space all over it. She looked cool. She did, but I, I don't. I don't know a Kesha song. Maybe that Kesha one... song that's like Tick Tock on the yeah, clock yeah, yeah, yeah. at the party. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know that one. I know Kesha. Then Ziggy Marley, he has to leave because he's so heartbroken over his past with Janice. I thought that was pretty funny, too. Did you too. see Janice in the big dead mouse head? I don't, well, I don't recall Janice wearing the big dead mouse head. I have to show you a picture. I don't understand how he's still doing that in, like, the mouse head and everything. I mean, it, it like, glows and lights up. Was that always like that? Yeah. His mouse head? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, no, I don't remember seeing that. Holy shit. Wow. She looks like a mouse. That's beautiful. That's frightening. It is and beautiful. Her the Janice mouse head. Damn. And uh Lips becomes a mumblecore rapper with designer. I loved that. But that's legit. That's actually a really good idea for you to become a mumblecore rapper. That was a really funny bit, and I feel like that worked well for them. That was one of the things that fit best, I thought. Yeah, and, like, some of this was good, like, and this was a whole chopped up thing. Mm-hmm. So this happened really quickly. With the, yeah, like, this is, like, maybe five minutes, right? Yeah. Like, of just, like, beat, beat, beat. But the, re- like, I feel like we've been talking about how bad this episode is, and th- all this is really good. Mm-hmm. They had a shot of them in, like, um Hungarian garb at one point. Did mm-hmm. you see that? They had, like, little outfits on. Yeah. 
They just like while so like while I think this episode is bad, I think it's bad because I think that like humans are bad. Depending on yes, these were poorly cast. These are whoever you could get. It feels like almost. I understand that they're in the industry and everything, but I think designer did the best of the bunch. Yeah. And one of the things that we usually, me especially, criticize is the people's interaction with the Muppets. Like, the believability of these human beings existing around them. Nora. I I guess I believe Hannah a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, like... When Hannah talks to Janice Janice, and, like, puts her on her makeup channel and everything... (laughs) Okay, so first we're gonna go in with some light shadow just to open the eye a little bit. Oh, like, kind of like opening up your heart to your sister. (laughs) Okay, so uh, to get the perfect blend, what you're gonna want to do is... Oh, yeah, I'm giving, like, how sisters blend perfectly. (laughs) Okay, so you clearly have an agenda, and I refuse to acknowledge it. So, um, how about we just slap on some lipstick and call it a day? Kind of like how sisters... (laughs) Need to lipstick together. Okay, that one didn't even make any sense. (laughs) I I mean, smash that like button and Mm -hmm. hit subscribe. Bye. It does seem like she's a little bit better than than Nora is with her. Definitely. You know, she's trying to like kind of wrangle her to put makeup on her, and it doesn't seem like it's you know as rough as Nora. Arms. Nora sometimes, man. I don't know. I really like Lily Singh. I do. And I want to enjoy her in this role. But, like, it's a little it's weird. Not, it's very stilted. It is. And the Moog and her have no chemistry. No. None. And I, like, I know you're watching it now. You've watched this week's episode and next week's episode. That's it. You're watching, yeah. you know. I want to be able to tell you that it gets better. Oh, I have no hope for that. But I can't, you yeah. know. I mean them, not the show. I think the show all around is good, you know? Who do you think would be better with the Muppets in these roles? In the Nora role? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see Rachel Bloom later on in the season. I don't want to spoil that, but I think Rachel Bloom really could have been great. If you haven't seen her, she's from the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She was on a show on Hulu about, like, reviving an old series that was really good that's Oh, Reboot was the name of the fucking show. Jesus. Like, I think she could be really cool. Yeah. I don't know who I would replace in the Moog part, though. But, like... I don't even like how he's written. I feel like he has to be, like... If he's gonna be, like, really passive like that, I feel mm-hmm. like he has to be passive by accident or for, like, a weirder reason, like, a different reason. Well, I mean, it took four... This is episode four, right? It took four episodes for you to get to the fact that not only is he a super fan, but he... Has recordings and he like messes with recordings of the band and he can produce them. And it's like, why did it take this long for you to finally get that out of that your mouth? That really pissed me off. So that was like <laughs> the big thing that happened in this episode uh-huh. where Nora decided, okay, Moog, you can produce, you yeah. should produce. Yeah. I get it. You yeah. seem to, you know, you have the, a grasp and, and understanding but this was and talent. After. Yeah. They had the confrontation. Yeah. And Moog just hand... Did Moog hand her stuff or she had Yeah, he gave her his CD. Oh, yeah, his CD, yeah. With his cut of them performing Rock and Robin. And it's like, that's gr- all well and great, but now we've worked with how many different guest stars in this episode? We worked with Zed last episode. And Moog was here for all of this. And he never, like... I don't know, I guess... Like, I guess they never had that conversation. I don't know. this That's the type of thing that bothers me. It's sitcom bullshit, honestly. At its finest. But it's like, without him being... 
a total airhead or accidentally missing it or uh-huh. being a stoner or something. He is just with it and he just didn't say anything, I feel. Yeah. And I just think that's like kind of puny and wimpy and I feel like you're a grown man. Like, mm-hmm. speak up. Speak up. So you think, can I... Is that, am I, oh, am I wrong s- person. It's not about that he's a man. It's am I safe in saying that Moog is simply a beta cuck and you have no time for it? I don't know what beta cuck <laughs> is, but in my day, you'd be called like a pussy. <laughs> in my day. Well, but I okay. mean, I don't really agree with that term anymore. So but. we've talked about also, we've talked very highly about Hannah. And the Muppets. Hannah, as highly as we could. I mean, we didn't say that. Well, I don't know. I really Hannah. liked the scene later on where Hannah and Janice are doing yoga together. Yeah, that one is really good. And Janice displays another weird instance of magic also. When she, um, she like basically magics Karamo Brown from Queer Eye in her living room. Oh, yeah. That was very weird. That was very weird. How about a Karamo Karma cleanse? Who's ready to tear down some walls? How did you get in my house? I think the real question is, how do I get into here? Oh, no. No, don't you dare work that beautiful healing magic on me, Karamo. I mean, honestly, sometimes the best way to break through someone's walls is to tear down your own. Ooh, like totally, but this isn't about me. Too sure about that. No, my life's mission is to focus on everyone else's problems instead of like my own. So maybe just zip it and stay in your lane. Okay, love you. Bye. I thought that was great. And but in this one, they had a. Doesn't she eventually say like, "I wish you would just leave"? To Janice, does she kick Janice out? I think she does, and then comes to the realization herself that Janice is right. The sisters need to get back together. The sisters, the sisters, <laughs> they do need to get back together. So then, um. Did I, I mentioned this off mic to you earlier. Yeah. That uh, Nora then, you know, kind of knocks her way into Penny's office and uh, says that, you know, she's like, have you gotten my emails? And Penny says, what do I know from emails? And that killed me because I, I feel like it's such a, that's like in your patterns of speaking. Yeah. That exact kind of phrasing killed me. I love it. I, I definitely feel like she is, the more I learn her, like, the character Penny. I, I feel like she's Penny Marshall. Like yeah. I do feel like she is a Penny Marshall. I loved her in this episode and in the next one. How she's like, she's a huge build of a character. Oh yeah, she's like Sweetums. She's a you know like she it's, reminds that's a, me a big character of like a Beetlejuice character from the original movie. Like because the shoulders, shoulders are the, like squared yes. a little, and they're like always kind of slanted. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. I, she's I really like her cool. As a, she's full. Size, you think? You think that's a person? I don't even know. She's just huge. I think she's full size. She looks like she's like. Okay. I mean, when when um, Anders Holm, who plays JJ, is near her, I feel like the scale is like mm-hmm. she's human size. It's yeah. kind of you know. So she Penny blah, blah, blah. Nora basically tells Penny like, "Hey, we're figuring it out, whatever," and um, comes to the realization that Moog can produce after Moog kind of tells her and whatever. And like she, but this, I have to give her credit because she wasn't like, oh, I'm so desperate that you're it. Like she genuinely was like, mm-hmm. you're great. Yeah. You should do it. Yeah. They, um. I think. But I, we get that. I don't know how the, the acting confuses me. No. Like it, was she I, being sarcastic? I don't think so. I don't think so. So we get a really cool montage of the mayhem throughout the years performing 
for parades, on variety shows, awesome. on the Muppet Show, whatever, all over the place. And it's to God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Oh, my God. Their rendition ruled. I know. And I actually had a thought. I had a couple thoughts. First, uh-huh. I was like, you must love this because Absolutely. You, you love the Beach Boys. Yeah. I love the Beach Boys. And then I was thinking about it. And I know that's your wedding song. Yeah. Also, I'm sitting there watching the TV. This song comes on. And I am taken back. Like, I don't know what came over me. I just got... A full on, full blown feeling about big love, which I haven't really thought about in that way in a while. And uh-huh. I was like, "Wow!" I have to say, that was probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I love that show. It's so funny that you. I'm sorry, I'm spitballing. I'm going to pivot from this, but that's okay. You can you're talking about fucking about big love, right? I just like we left the house the other day to do whatever, and we left just like TBS on for the dog. And when we came home, the movie Ted 2 was on. The, like, Seth MacFarlane movie with the little bear. the bear. And they, like, Ted keeps making these, like, horrible jokes. Amanda Seyfried is in that movie, who you used to famously call... Big Love. Big Love. You would simply call her Big Love. We would be talking about Veronica Mars, and you would be like, oh, my God. And then Big Love, you find out that her dad, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're like, Amanda Seyfried, fine, whatever, Big Love. So they make horrible jokes against her to her. About her her eyes being so creepy and how she looks like Gollum from The Lord of the Rings. And now, I was watching a trailer the other day for this new show that she has on Apple TV+. And I was like, I can't not hear these horrible things that this fucking teddy bear said about her. <laughs> it's like so dumb, but oh I'm like, oh, god. poor Amanda Seyfried. Oh my god, that's so funny. But what were you saying about Big Love? Big love? No, I'm sorry. No, that's it. I just love the show. I thought it was a, so well done. I thought it was great. Yeah. It used to make me so mad that I would have to get up out of my seat. But weeds used to make oh, me mad, Oh, that you'd be too. like... But I, wa- oh. I wasn't totally upset about the ending of Big Love the way I was, like, just done with weeds. Oh, well, I end. have good news for you. Is Big Love coming back? Weeds is coming back, oh, I know Megan. Weeds is coming back. <laughs> but without Celia... I don't know who's coming back for it. I know Nancy Botwin will be back. So by the end of this episode, the sisters reunite. Moog shows them that he's the best option. And Nora gets the band moving to record new stuff. Well, good. We ended on a high note. Yeah, I mean, all around this was a fine episode. I don't think it was anything special. Here's some of the notes. So the episode's title comes from Bob Dylan's song, The Times They Are a Changin', Mm -hmm. which I feel like you and I knew at least, but... In the cold open, the electric mayhem drive by a Pizza Twins restaurant. What I had to look that Twins? up. I'm still not sure. They're characters. Oh, it's okay. So Fozzie and Kermit disguise themselves as the Pizza Twins, a pair of identical twin pizza delivery boys during the Great Muppet Caper. They bring a pepperoni pizza to the guard of the Mallory Gallery. Mallory Gallery. That's Mallory like, Gallery. That Mallory is just Gallery. a title that is given because it's funny to say, right? <laughs> Um, when Nora suggests the band change their style, they briefly wear <laughs> polka dot outfits from the Muppets Take Manhattan. While watching Nora and Moog argue, Zoot comments, oh, I fucking loved this. While watching Nora and Moog oh, argue, yeah. Zoot comments, this is a narrative of very heavy duty proportions. A quote originally said by Dr. Teeth in the Muppet movie. He looks dead in the camera yep. and says that. Nora puts on videos of the Mayhem performances at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade outside Land's Music and Arts Festival, and Christmas in Rockefeller Center. She is also seen watching clips from 
Episode 315, 413, 317 of The Muppet Show. Other labeled tapes that are glimpsed include The Muppet Show with Paul Simon, Muppets at Walt Disney World, Muppets Take the O2 Arena, The Muppet Show, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker episode. Pew, 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 which isn't as good as you would think it would be, but it wasn't bad. That oh, that Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker episode? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. It was, exactly, it was fine. So, by the end of this episode, um, our cliffhanger that we give each week lately, you notice this, is, right? This, like, kind of cool cliffhanger. Good? So it turns out there is no new stuff. The band gets together, they all start playing, and they have nothing. Nada. So I guess our next episode will rely heavily on trying to find new music to release. And I have a feeling it's a good one. I have a feeling that next week's episode will be pretty good. Pretty good. So, Megan, oh, the only thing that I have left to say that I have in my elaborate notes. Do you have anything in your elaborate notes that you have to share? My notes were not are not nearly as elaborate as yours. So I wanted to tell you that this weekend, that this episode comes out, is Father's Day weekend. And I read two dead mom books um, <laughs> in the last couple of days. I read Crying in H Mart since okay. I last saw you, which was very good. And I really? definitely recommend that. Okay. It's on Hoopla. Okay. Um, and I read... Um, I'm Glad My Mom is Dead by Jeanette McCurdy. Oh, I heard about that book. And that was heavy. Really? It was really good. Two very different books, but I really enjoyed both of them. I'm like on my, um, I'm on like, I guess like memoir bullshit train right now. I'm reading Reggie Watts' book right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, called Great Falls, Montana. Yeah, Montana. So... You're suggesting to the listeners that on this Father's Day, uh-huh. here are some books about dead moms. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Do the dads in these books help pull the weight from the missing parent? We'll find no. out. <laughs> of course they don't. Um, yeah, no, I just, I really recommend reading both of them, honestly. They were so good. Um, Crying in H Mart, much, I mean, it was um, a more joyful experience i think reading it was very hard to get through parts but ultimately um much more positive of course than jeanette mccurdy's harrowing tale of like working as part of the like the nickelodeon machine you know oh is that what the story's about yeah her mother put her into child acting really young and what was she in she was on the tv show iCarly oh she was in a couple after my time parts here and there and then she was in a spinoff of iCarly called sam and cat then she had like a Netflix show. It covers a lot of ground up until um, her rejecting the iCarly reboot that they just uh, did on Paramount Plus. I see. So, if you're looking for books, you reading anything or listening to anything good? Yeah, I'm listening to a book called The Bronx Zoo, which was recommended to me by my boss Jack because my dad is famously buried with um, Thurman Munson's card in his jacket pocket, uh-huh. and I guess he was he died in a plane crash tragically young, but he was a part of the 1978 World Series winning Yankees. Uh-huh. So I'm reading this, I'm listening to this book, and guess who it's by? This guy Sparky Lyle, and I was like, I've heard of this guy before. So I Googled him, and he's the fucking coach emeritus for the Patriots. Oh, weird. And I actually have a... I got to throw one of the pitches at Uh one of the games, and I have a ball signed by him, and I met him, and he's like this big... He's like a character. He has the mustache. His name is Sparky? Yeah, his name is Sparky Lyle. That's interesting. I think their Patriots, their mascot is a dog called Sparky. Yeah. No, no, no. I think it's named after him. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. 
I, I loved it. So I'm really, I'm like reading it. It's pretty cool. Actually, he gave me tickets to see the Yankees Red Sox this past weekend. Oh, damn. And I got to go to the only game that they won. That's great. Yeah. And I oh, hope- it's always good to go to a fucking sporting event where the team you're there for and wins. We had excellent seats. It looked like it. You sent me pictures of like just excellent. stuff around you. Excellent. It, it was like, good. it was so cool. So. so Bronx Zoo is the name of the book. Yeah, it's about the sorry, it's about the '78 uh, Yankees World Series winner and the team and how it came okay. to be and all this stuff. Okay, I know you're a Mets. No, I was hoping that it was about <laughs> that it was about the Bronx Zoo. No, it's not about the zoo. Womp so womp. Sparky Lyle wrote it, and uh, so far so good. So if you ever come across a book called Yankee Stadium, maybe that'll be about like the founding of the Bronx Zoo. Maybe. You think? Yeah, I think so actually. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a really good point. All right, so we have some book recs. What are we like? Yeah, um, we have book recs, but you haven't what are we, finished like, smart, well-read people. You, I finished the uh, Ulitsa Sizam book. I did not finish yeah. Muppets in Moscow. Um, I need to get back on that. Yeah, finish your books. I know. I have so many books that I'm like in the middle of reading. I just started another one in audio form. So did you know anybody looking to like scam a free trial of uh, <laughs> of uh, audio book thing? Barnes and Noble has one now. You can get a free trial, blah, 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 for a month, whatever. So I just got a new book called Where Are Your Boys Tonight? Okay. About the emo movement from 99 to 2008. I have to read that. Uh-huh. I have to read uh-huh. that. It's Where incredibly our bullshit. Tonight? Yeah. Written by a Vulture contributor. And I hope he is a gentleman. I'm like, it opens up, Megan, and they like already shouted out that like, you know, for this North Jersey band, as they're talking about My Chemical Romance, and I'm like, you know that the difference between segments of New Jersey is integral to these stories. They are. You know your shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Okay, so um, next week we're going to be watching episode five, Break On Through. To the other five, side. Break On Through. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM, where Megan will share that picture of Janice dressed as a I dead will. mouse. I will share it, yes. Um, you can message us. Message us. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it. Or, you know, whatever star review you have to leave, fine. No, but more than three. And um, until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Daddy. Daddy.